Hey, honeys, I have something exclusive to tell you. You can hear episodes of my show and 30 others, Harmontown, Drinky Fun Time, Dumpable Town, before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. Lucky you. You can listen right now on the TuneIn app. Play Nashville a week early. You're like living in a time machine, baby. So why don't you check it out? All you have to do is download the TuneIn app and listen for free. This is like being a podcast VIP. Don't forget, they also have live sports, news, music, audiobooks. It's enabled in Apple CarPlay, so I think you should check it out. All you have to do is go to tunein.com slash natchbute. Tune in, baby. Jack Powell, Drex Dow, Dex Dex Pan, Jess Man, Yes Man. Hey, hey, it's a baby. It's a baby. It's a baby. It's just a baby. It's just a baby here. It's just a baby here. Hey, you a baby? How did you get to be a baby when you're just a little baby? You can't do what you're doing right now. Who said you're allowed to do that? Hey, I'm a baby too, and I'm not allowed to be up this late. Or to get up this early in the morning. It's really bad if you get up before 6 a.m. Mama doesn't like that. Mama don't like it when you get up early. She does. Hey, welcome to Twisting the Wind, everybody. Everybody. Are you listening to it together? Wouldn't that be sweet? Just sitting around with your buds. Maybe they're not your buds. It's someone you met at a gas station. I mean, I used to meet people at gas stations. Maybe not meet people like I'm still friends with, but we talked. A lot of times with people who I was scared of initially. Then I learned to like them. That was back in the full service days. Well, you know what? It still is full service days, some states, right? Here we go. I feel like this podcast and all podcasts are just a chance for people to be like, oh, oh no, actually, uh, uh, actually, oh, uh, actually, it was pretty good. I actually did it. You know what? It was actually pretty good. I Actually, I have no notes. Actually. Remember the day I learned that word and being thinking like cause some, some, some kid who was the son of my parents' friends said that word. They're all like flipping out. Oh, he's who he says actually. And I was like, I want to say actually. I want to use that word. And so I learned to use it. And I realized that day that it doesn't really mean anything, does it? God, it's such a bad word, actually. The fuck is with that word? Actually. Actually, uh he's pretty good at skating outside. Actually, uh, contrary to what you probably thought, oh, I know, you, you probably thought that uh, I was a piece of shit and I suck. Actually, I don't I don't kill anybody. Actually, I don't beat my kids. Actually, I do know how to drive. Actually, I am a person who is alive and breathing. Actually, I didn't go to number two in the bathroom. But if I did, that would be fine. Actually... Actually, I'm going to take a sip of tea. 
Actually, I have the sniffles. Can you tell? I have the sniffles right now. Do you know why I have the sniffles? Not because it's cold, not because I didn't get enough sleep, not because I've been hanging out with sick people, because it's so mother-flacking hot. Mother-cracking mother hot. Now outside, it's 100 degrees outside right now. Here in shit-town, L.A., Ball Break City, 100 degrees. I get cold symptoms when it's hot and dry. What is that about, huh? You know what that is? It's my body saying, get out. Get out. Get out. Get out of this town. Get get out. Get out before I kill you, motherfucker. Get out. That's my body talking. Then I wish my body sounded that way. Like a little scary movie girl. Yeah. Hey, what's up, body? Uh, you just better stop eating all that. Those carbs. What's wrong with carbs? Well, nothing really. It's just you aren't exercising enough to warrant that carb ingestion inside of me. Well, I'm sorry. It's so goddamn hot outside. I can't go. It's 100 degrees. I'm supposed to go biking today? Oh, yeah, you should. You should get out there and just do it. Sweat it out like the rest of everybody else. Well, I'm not everybody else. I have sensitivity to the heat. <laughs> what a horrible excuse hey thanks for listening to Twisting the Wind thank you for listening to Twisting the Wind that was better enunciated wasn't it I tend to string words together like we all do this is a good episode of Twisting the Wind it's going to be it's going to be a mellow one it's going to be a a heat a heat buddy that's what you know that's the title of the episode retroactive titling heat buddy Heat buddy. Need a heat buddy? Here we are. Um, I don't really have anything right now to, to scream and shout about, but I do want to play some music. Is that okay? Yeah, it is okay. Uh, this first thing I want to play is from a guy, a piano player named Ahmad Jamal. He uh, used to play in a trio format. Well, he still does. I think he's still around. God, I'm... Yeah, all of my knowledge is just evaporated with the, along with many cells in my, with water. The water attached to the cells of memory in my brain have evaporated and taken with it the knowledge of whether or not Ahmad Jamal is alive or dead. Ahmad Jamal, great piano player. Miles Davis tried to recruit him to play in his group, but Ahmad didn't want to, man. That's how bad, that's, that's what kind of integrity this guy has. Imagine if Miles Davis was like, hey, motherfucker. The way you play piano is the best I ever heard. Come play with my band, the most famous motherfucking jazz band in the world. Uh, no thanks, no thank you. That's what he said. So Miles Davis got Bill Evans instead. Pretty good replacement. This is for the Kind of Blue era, which, you know, if you've ever heard jazz, you've probably heard Kind of Blue. Not saying it's bad, it's just a little bit over touted. There's other jazz. So here you go. This is a Majumal. This is one this is I used to listen to this song so goddamn much when I was in the hospital. Uh it goes very well with painkillers. It's an eight minute song. I'm only gonna play a piece of it. But this is a record that I think this is this is an essential jazz record, I'll say, especially trio jazz. It's from uh, Live at the Pershing, which is a jazz club, I believe, in Chicago. I don't know. Majumal's from Chicago. Uh, it's called the album's called "But Not for Me." And this is a. I always say this wrong, but I always say "Poinciana," or it's probably not pronounced right, but it's P O I N C I A N A, I A whatever the fuck. 
Okay, I want to listen to this. It's got some, got some outstanding bass work. Outstanding bass work, drums, all that stuff. That's just the beginning of it, okay? Just get it. But it's definitely like a nice, beautiful, rare song that's sort of this uh, nice trance going on. And it's not, I guess what what uh, Amado used to call his music, he called it space bop. Because bop was popular back then. And his stuff was super spacey and real sparse, which is kind of rare. You know, you have all these guys like honking and tooting, trying to play as many notes as they can in one minute. And he did the opposite. And it worked for him. And it was, God, his music's amazing. He's an amazing, uh, buy this record. Buy it. Don't steal it. Buy it, okay? He's still alive. Lord knows I've stolen some music in my life. I've downloaded it. Lord knows that I have been to Mega Upload before it got to be a page that has a big U.S. government restricted label on it. Lord knows. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't buy as much as you can because it's worth it. Uh, Bruce Hack. Ever heard of him? I think it's actually Bruce Hake, but whatever the fuck, you know. Nothing worse than overpronunciation of me. Oh, I, I actually, it's uh, actually pronounced Dunjin, Dunjin. Oh, oh, really? I thought it was just Dungeon. You know what? Keep calling them Dungeon. I'm talking about the band Dungeon. They're called fucking Dungeon. I don't live in Scandinavia. I don't speak Danish. I'm gonna say it that way. Sorry, Bruce Hack. Um, this guy is like. You gotta see this documentary. It's called The King of Techno. And he is, it's hard to describe. I don't even, it's like too much. There's too much to talk about with him. But I've been listening to this guy for a long, long time. And I've never, ever grown tired of his music. He is this like crazy, mad piano genius from Canada. Went to Juilliard at like 19 or whenever you go to Juilliard, you know. And uh, he went on to work with Raymond Scott and he built all these, he built all of his own synths, synthesizers that is, and he did all, all this electrical engineering, and he made, um, he made a ton of kids' records. He was like this really, you know, he really uh, loved kids because they were so not jaded. And he became kind of most incredibly, ah, it's such a great story. I don't even want to try to sum it up. But he, a uh, supremely intelligent guy, making music that no one had ever even begun to to do when he started doing it. And this is something off his first album. Well, it's not off his first album. God, I think it might be. But it's his first, like, big album that, uh, like, Sony put out. It's called Electric Lucifer. And it is fucking spaced out, tripping, melt face shit. If you, yeah, it is, like, the ultimate. And he had, he, he did a second album of this called Electric Lucifer Book 2, which is not as, maybe not as grand or epic, but still just as good. I actually heard that one before Electric Lucifer. Uh, I went out of order. Doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong. But this isn't. This is like a. I consider this essential listening. I consider this essential listening. Rolling Stone picks the top 100 songs of the century. Oh, fuck you, the Beatles. Fart. Let's listen to this. It's amazing. Are you ready to listen to this? This is Bruce. 
Outrageously amazing. I don't know how to describe that, but that's like every electronic sound in the world. This is like, this is the 60s, man. Nobody was fucking doing this shit. Genius. 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 Boys, a genius. Genius. Bruce Hake. Bruce Hack. Bruce Hake. Um, I've, been, I've been listening to a lot of Brian Eno lately. You ever heard of him? A lot of people have. He's a really popular guy. But uh, I was thinking how... Awesome it would be. Let's just say somehow I never heard of him. I never was like, what? Who? No, never heard of him. How fucking awesome it would be to listen to him for the first time. Like, here come the warm jets taking Tiger Mountain by strategy and uh, before and after science. Those three albums, you could spend three months listening to nothing but that and you would be so happy. So, God, God, I'm so jealous of you if you are listening to this podcast and you've never heard Brian Eno before, and you like music at all, and you get to be like, and you get to, and I, get, I get to turn you on to Brian Eno. Fucking a, wow. Yeah, I wish I could like wipe my brain clean and like, it's almost like a drug drug experience, you know, or alcohol. You always you're always trying to get back to the the first awesome thing. And I think with music, you can actually do that. I can listen to Driving Me Backwards from Here Come the Warm Jets, which I'm about to play. I can listen to that. Anytime, and it still pours a cold, brain-chilling liquid down my fucking spine. Be there, alright. Brianino's gonna fucking be there. Brianino's gonna be there and scare the fucking shit out of you. Cause he's a creepy looking dude. Brianino, uh, the man behind so much good shit. God. T-Rex, Roxy Music, I think he produced all that stuff. Amazing guy. Kind of a crazy dude. Into into like hitting shovels against fences to make sounds. Likes gardening, I believe. Uh, I met a guy who Shared a plot with him. A plot. A, let's share a plot of land with him. That's what they call it over there. Well, no, it's a it's an allotment, right? Shared an allotment or had a allotment next to his in London, and he said he was a fucking weirdo. But you know what? That's good, right? Uh, if Brian, you know, Brian, you know, wasn't a weirdo, I guess I would be. I wouldn't know what was going on in the world. Or the other way around. It's always cool when someone seems like they're gonna be weird, but they're super normal. You know. You know what I mean? When someone's like actually really normal, but they're really weird, you know? <laughs> okay, I'm going to go to my neighbor's bounce house for a little bit. It's just a weekend thing, so understand that. And uh, thank you for listening to Twisting the Wind. This is it, the podcast. I'm Johnny Pemberton, 
And uh, I would love it if you would send a little bit of green donation power this way. We need it. It's not, when I say we need it, we. It's not I. Because this isn't an I thing. This is a collective. This is a keep the fucking pour some more water in the bathtub that is actually just money or like maybe dollar coins. You want to mail us some dollar coins? Mail us some gold. We'll, we'll convert it. We'll sell it. If you want to mail some gold, you know, you've got a bunch of gold. You don't have time to cash out. Let's say you're on one of those TV shows and you're listening to it. You're on one of those gold panning Discovery Channel TV shows. You got a bunch of gold. For some reason, you don't want to, you don't want to cash it in. It's like a couple hundred bucks worth of gold. Just drop it in like a nice, the triple secured envelope, registered mail, send it off to Feral Audio here in LA, and we will, we will convert it down and we'll give you a tax credit. Okay. I think we can do that. I don't know. Okay. Just donate for Christ's sake, please. You know you're having a good time. Okay, I'm going to hit the decks and get ready for this true bulletproof vests. Hit the rest of this bulletproof vests. How you doing? Hi. How can I help today? Hi, how you doing there? Pretty good? Hey, doing well, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing, I'm doing right fine. I'm, I'm doing right. I heard a little click there. We all good? Oh, yeah, I'm still with you. Oh, yeah, sometimes I get feedback and I hear myself say myself again. Sometimes I get feedback and I hear myself say myself again, you know? I got you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out this thing here I heard about. Uh, something that's like a water movie. It's all about water. Because, like, you know, I don't know where you are, but it's been right hot around here. Where y'all, where y'all oh, sure, at? sure, sure. Oh, I'm on the west side of Portland, Oregon. Oh, well, We've yeah. actually been getting good warm weather. Yeah, no, we've been having a late summer, so we've been having all our warm weather the last couple weeks. I thought it never gets hot there. I thought it's like a generalized yeah. cold snap, pretty much 25-7. You know what, Miss Nomer? I, you know, I heard, like, Seattle is a lot more generally cold and even rainier. We definitely get really defined seasons here in, in Portland. So we have, like, a really nice spring, really nice summer, Beautiful. really defined fall, and then we get a good solid winter a lot of the time. Hmm. That's uh, so you get it when you say salad. It's you're pretty talking, temperate. You're talking about some yeah, snow so coming down good, there. Yeah, we get a little bit of snow in town. Not always. Not even every year. Wow. Uh, some years we'll, we'll usually at least get like one or two dustings. Do you, do you uh, get the, a every dusting? couple of years we'll get a good. Yeah, every couple of years we'll get like a good foot or so in town. You know, you which is we're not. Not very high here. Mm. You know, I'm only at 500 feet above sea level yeah, here. Yeah, 500. You can't, I can't even climb that. I got, well, I got a leg issue, yeah. though, you know. I tell you what, you tell me more than five feet, I'm going to have a difficulty with it. You know what I mean? Wrap around, <laughs> turn me back on, and hit me with it, as they say. Well, there you go. Well, this thing's about water. I don't know if you heard about this idea that you can never be thirsty again. You know how you, know how you get thirsty every day? You know about that? Mm-hmm. I get thirsty every day. I'm tired of it. You know, I'm plumb tired of being drinking water. Just had enough of that. I don't like the taste of it. It's too hard to procure. It's heavy. Hey, water's heavy. You know, you ever hauled that <laughs> shit around? It's like it's like carrying a bunch of liquid stones. You know, that's what they used to call it. I heard back in the Egyptian days, liquid stone. Stone. That's what they would call it. Is that right? It. Yeah, liquid stone, because it was so heavy. And what they had these, that's what they had them slaves doing when they're making them pyramids, is they would, them, they pull water up there and do some type of Egyptian magic that turns that water into rock. So basically, they just got this hose, 
I don't know. This is like a. I, I saw this on a documentary on Netflix on uh, about 2012 about the King Win number sequence. You hear about this? Uh. Every number, once you do it a certain way, always comes back to nine. It's this thing you just. Oh, okay. Any way you slice it, you're gonna get nine. I mean, I. You try it out. I. I swear. Actually, I heard it coded in this song right here. Uh, I'm. I was. You heard this song before right here. This might, this might describe it pretty well. Does that make sense? I don't know it. I don't know it. You don't know this? No, this, this was a movie that you were looking for, though? Yeah. Is that a specific title that you were looking for well, today? I'm trying to fit. Thirst. Uh, it's like about thirst. Thirst or the thirst. Let me do a search for you here. Yeah, because it's something about talking about how you can go down underground. You can go down underground. I've got a couple results here, actually. There's a documentary from 04 called Thirst. It's called Thirst? It's about, yeah, it's about, like, policy issues, water, its importance of control oh. over public public water supplies. No, I'm thinking more... So this is like a, like a political documentary. That ain't it. I'm no, there's a thriller here, too, though. This is like a psychological suspense thriller that, here. That about, ain't it, um, man. I'm thinking about something right here that's what it does. Is it, uh, it talks about how you can go in your basement or whatever, go in a room for a weekend and just drink like 16 gallons of water so you don't have to drink for the rest of the month. You ever heard about this? I haven't. No. Well, what you do? This is a documentary, though, that like, you heard about. It's like an educate, educational thing. Like it teaches you how to do it. Like you, what you do is you get up, you hold up there with a bunch of, a bunch of water and some kind of salt or something, and you create this type of vestigial part of your body, like the appendix. You know how the appendix is like a not needed. Yeah. They would drink water like once every couple of weeks. There was some sort of storage idea that it's been, as the generations have passed on and we've modernized, we have lost this. And we can get it back, though. There's hope. You know what I mean? Don't you? Wouldn't that be nice not to have to be thirsty again, man? I'm telling you right now, I would love that. Matty Goldberg, you know him? He's going to be coming up here quite shortly, actually. He's a friend of a friend of mine, and I'm going to be talking to him, and he's like, he's kind of in on this circle. I actually know him, so that's like, that kind of helps out. But he, he's he been through some crazy stuff, and he doesn't quite remember how he how he became involved with that. So I'm, I'm sort of asking for a friend. Do you think, well, I, when we could bring him on here now, do you think we should bring on old Matty and get him talking? Just any info that we've got, any specific info that would help me find the movie, um, any, you know, name linked to it, right. director's name, um, release date even. What about like a tonal search, if you're able to, can you take a sound and put that in the computer? So that's what he's, I can't, no. oh, Okay, Matty Goldberg, who's going to, he's coming up next, I'm going to be talking with him. He said that's a way you can do it, if you just get that, it's like a sound thing, it's like a future computer thing where... I don't know how to make make sense of this. It's something he may he may have some way of doing that. I would ask him about that because he might have some fancy app or something. Well, it's like no, that's, uh, it's like going to allow you to do that. It's like a Tuvon throat singing. You know about that? I don't know. Okay, you know those guys who do like the uh, they do that singing thing where they like create two sounds at once. You know, it's some, you know what I'm talking about. 
It's something like uh, I can't believe how it goes exactly. It's like a thing where it makes the two tones at the same time, and somehow it's like this. It's like when you whistle and you hum. Hmm. I gotta wet my whistle here. You know that sound right there? You know that I'm talking about? You know, I, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, it's based in that idea of like a, a duality of tone. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna talk to Maddie here Maddie and have him. Um, I think Altadena. Check one two one two. Check, Check. Altadena. Fifty four. Casper. Forty six. Pasadena. Ralph's. Pasadena. Chalk. Hot tub. Hey, here we are, twisting the wind. I'm Johnny Pemberton, and I'm with Maddie Goldberg, right? Yeah, how are you? You go by Maddie Goldberg, right? Correct. Yeah. AKA. We had a little vow of silence on the way here just to keep things fresh. Mm-hmm. Keep things fresh. This is a chat show. It's just a generalized chat show. Matt, you're a, Maddie, you're a comedian. Correct. That's how I know you. Yeah. Yeah. We met like at the improv, I guess, like about, I don't know, six, six months, months ago. ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. You do comedy. Correct. Is that your ma- that's that's like your 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 drive in life, right? Comedy. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, throughout time, it changes a little, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, I've been in it for a good eight years, so cool. It's like when you dive in, you dive in, you know, right? You're you're like in the pool and you can't get out, so it's like you put all that work in. It's like there's no time to go to school, you know. You just gotta. You're in it. So where did you where did you uh, where are you from? Where'd I'm, you I'm originally from uh, Woodstock, New York. Woodstock, a, yeah, beautiful little town. Right. It's about two hours north of Manhattan, New York City. Right. And uh, my parents were of the uh, the hippie persuasion persuasion culture, and uh, they always uh, they weren't in the arts, but they always said, "Hey, do it," you know. Most kids are, are, you probably met a lot of people that are comics. Their yeah. parents hate what they do. Yeah. And like get a real job. So my parents were always cool about it. So. Do you think, why is it just because they were hippies? Yeah, I think they always liked the arts. So like right. the 60s were, you know, had a lot of these kind of counterculture. You know, there's some great people, great singers that never made a dime. Right. So you can't you can't harsh someone's gig just because it's uh, creative. Yeah, everybody's so worried about money. Right. You know. Do you think that because uh, your your family's Jewish, right? I'm gonna assume they're okay. Jewish. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what they are is you're. I'm gonna throw that out there. There's something called there's <laughs> Jews and then, the, and then there's self-hating Jews. Okay. So my parents are the self-hating Jews where they grow up very religious right. and they hate it. And then they have this Im- immense embarrassment of being Jewish. Really? And like, Embarrassed? Yeah. yeah. Like, I was never yeah. bar mitzvahed. Okay. And uh, they just, like, never liked it. And, like, a lot of people on the East Coast, they change their last names. Because they, know, to that of, extent? Yeah, like, if you look at every yeah. comic, uh, I think John Stewart had one of the best jokes. He was on a <laughs> show with Richard Lewis, and he's right. like... He goes uh, two Jewish comic, two Jewish comics, four first names. Who are we kidding? <laughs> so uh, yeah, so most Jews are really embarrassed about being Jewish. It's really sad, but I never like, understood that though, because to me it's the opposite. Because I like am so completely devoid of any ethnicity, like so whitewashed that when I first learned about when I first, I mean, I, I knew 
that there were Jews. I knew about yeah. Jewish things, but I didn't really, uh, didn't really comprehend it until I think probably until I moved to Los Angeles. I didn't really get what it meant to be Jewish. I didn't. I was always things when I look back. I'm like, oh, that person who I was friends with, yeah. they were Jewish. <laughs> I just didn't know. I didn't realize it. But like the, all the things, their cultural trappings and stuff, I had no clue. And then it became this thing where I was like super. I guess you could say obsessed to some extent. Well, well I was just so it, interested in it because it seems like such a weird. It is a weird thing, and there's like a, there's there's different segments of Jew, yeah. Jewish like. Like, for instance, nothing seems cool about a guy with a big beard and all locks and all that but shit. But it does. It is cool because it's so, like, it's kind of punk it's in a kind, way. Yeah, it's kind of got, it's kind of gotten cool. But it's when goth. you're a kid, <laughs> when you're like, oh, people are like, oh, Matthew Goldberg, you know, you know, and you hear that and you're like, oh, like, I, I, you know, I used to, I hated my last name for years. And but you weren't, you couldn't have been the only Jewish guy. No, I was up. not, no, not at all. We, but we had to understand one of my good friends moved from louisiana and he's like you're the first jewish kid i ever met and yeah louisiana is not exactly they had no idea like you know there's there's this weird vet there's like la new york florida and a little northeast probably the midwest st paul i think st paul Paul. has a jewish community yeah Yeah. and that's it that is isn't isn't it and you're like you kind of understand like there's this weird thing against the Jews, you know? Yeah, there definitely I is. I don't know. I don't want to act like we're persecuted or anything, but well, I mean, there's pretty good evidence of it. I think you can go out and you can go ahead and say that without going out on a limb. Yeah, I, it's been documented. It's and, happened. And the thing is, is like I believe there is a a, a a stigma of like of like realization that people don't they hate on them, and we're like we get very. You know, we feel like we feel bad about it. We we it yeah. hurts, you know. So well, that's sure. why they change their names, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the reason I asked about that is because it's like that's something where I feel like um, in the Jewish culture, being a comedian or being in entertainment, yeah. it's an okay thing. Or like oh, when yeah. I grew up, like I could, I didn't think it was even possible. You couldn't possibly be an actor or a comedian or a writer. Like you, you can't, you can't. Like no, like you're not allowed to be. You're not. Yeah, my not, friend. But it's legitimate. My friend Danny had a girlfriend from Florida. What's Danny's last name? Lobel. Okay. He was a Scottish Jew. Scottish and his, Jew. And his girlfriend was kind of white trash from Florida. Mm-hmm. And her relatives would say about him, like, oh, yeah, he's a, the Jews are good entertainers. You oh. know? So it's like, it's as, long, proven. as long as they entertain, like, as, allow, as long as Adam Sandler, <laughs> you know, dresses up as, as a woman. And, right. and, and as long as, he, you know, he's funny on screen, I mean, how? Go for it, you know? Right, so it's kind of like a racist guy that likes basketball, and he's like, you know, let, you know, there's black guys, just let him dunk, you know, but you know, <laughs> and it's it's it sucks, but that's you know, Jews are kind of looked at like, oh, just just be, you know, entertainer, be Jewish, don't yeah. do anything else, be a exactly. lawyer, doctor, writer, agent. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I guess mm. I don't know. It's pretty. But good. It, it is weird that there's like a lot of. My mom remembers. Uh, she's from New Haven, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And she, this is a really weird story. There's a guy, he, he ran for vice president. Shit, slipping my name, but he was Jew. Lieberman. Right. So he used to like being, being a, in front of a grocery store, like just preaching. Joseph Lieberman? Yeah. Like in, the guy in New Haven. Al yeah. Gore's old running Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. The guy who hates, uh, the, guy, the pro-censorship yeah, guy? Yeah, he's very yeah. pro-censorship. He is. And my, he's a weird, he's a weird yeah. guy. He's not a Democrat. He's like the weirdest of yeah, all. Yeah, he's the most conservative Yeah, most Democrat conservative Jewish ever. Democrat in the history of time. And my mom just like, remember, 
she thinks my grandpa was insane and they would like talk my grandpa and him would talk in front of the grocery store for him hours him and Joe Lieberman yeah what'd your grandpa you think argue what's that they argue or they like no chat? no they would like well they would discuss politics for hours and she's yeah. like anybody that would talk to my dad for hours is insane <laughs> so you know that's that's kind of interesting but you moved out to LA uh when did you move out here? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. So you were uh, you were living in New York City, right? For yeah, long? I lived in uh, uh, like Bushwick, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Bagels, pizza, hot Hipsters. dogs, subways. Hipsters. Right. Hi- you don't know it's a, it's a combination of Italians and hipsters. Like there's old like a school special t- breed of hipster in New York that I feel like that we don't get out here. No, those guys are hardcore. The guys and girls they don't fuck around with with the hipster. But don't you think that word has like kind of become like weirdly pejorative and in the sense where I could be co- like, I could be co- I don't know. Like I, I consider myself I'm a shade of hipster. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And, but you're not. I can't not. deny it. But you're not. But I you am. You are, though. but you're not. I think I think I am. I have to if, to. if I said I wasn't, then I would be like denying all these things. Yeah, everybody who says they're not pretty much are. Is, yeah. But you see, you, I'm I'm looking at you. I don't get offended. You know. No, go ahead. The, down, dress me down. Dress me up and down. You, you know, you kind of have the look, but you don't have the the, <laughs> the vibe. You don't have the. Well, meeting you, you're a very sweet guy. So that like. Okay. Kills, that kills the whole hipster thing. If you're sweet. Yeah, because most of them are very standoffish and. That's true. Like you have to be somebody or to like have a conversation. I you think know? there's like gradients. Though. I think there's like sp- I put the highest grade is space hipsters, which I consider like Coke for breakfast and like wearing clothes, wearing like yeah, clothes that look huge. like you ran through a disco. Yeah, and, those, uh, those. That's that's like a whole like driving a Mercedes with with the doors ripped off from a party. Then I don't know something like that where it's just party central, one thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I know. Coke for breakfast. I have it in my head. Like, there's that band. Like, Not that. Uh, what's that band? They oh, what's sing that band? kids. What? They sing the song Kids. Oh, yeah. It's like L- yeah, 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 yeah. Is it management? I thought it was MG- MGMT. I don't know. Either or. Yeah. No, those guys are like what hip, what they look like or what hip. Right. So they wear like, <laughs> like a vest of like sheep. Yeah. You know, nothing else. Right. And then they'll have like really weird like white shoes. And then, like, crazy tattoos and, like, a weird fedora hat of some right. sort. Like, those are, like, the... Space big, hipsters. Yeah, those are space but hipsters. you're a hipster. I think you're kind Am of a I? hipster. I think you are because you are, like, intrinsically hip. Because you're, like, uh, you know, like, uh, when I first met you, I was like, this guy oh, no. is not... Um, I don't know, Maddie. How do I say I it? I don't really... F- I, I you, don't, sh- you don't seem like you really give a shit yeah. about, like... Uh, the things that a lot of people tend to care too much yeah. about, you know? Like, my love, what, there's, like, the alternative comedy, which right. I never feel like I fit in. But at the same time, you don't but you don't fall into a, a different group, do you think? No, no. I just, like, yeah. do my thing. But uh, my love is fantasy football is my love. Okay. Uh, so that means you're a true nerd. I didn't know that. Yeah, but is that, that a those nerd? Are the, those are the modern nerds. Fantasy football. There's no. There's nothing in this world except for maybe like like uh, StarCraft or World of Warcraft or something. But, what, you can invest but is so that, much time. Is that nerd or wh- it's nerd, man? Is it? It's nerd. Fantasy football. That's nerd shit. Uh, that is, is the nerd. That is the nerdiest thing in the world. I have fantasy four football. fantasy teams. You are. You and George Clooney, man. You're nerds. Is he into that too? He's into it. And guess what? He's a fucking nerd. I think right. it's. I, I don't know. I, just, I think it's I think it's nerdy as hell. I think it's the modern nerd thing. It's because it's like 
It takes a lot. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of like you know. Yeah, numbers and reading no, stuff. Yeah, and, and that's nerdy. That's what nerdiness yeah. is. But I don't. It's I know. Not listening to. Oh I know nothing about comic books. I couldn't tell well, you. See, that. that's the thing. That's that's what we're talking about here. We're talking right now. We're talking. We're getting really. Uh, what's the, what's the word? God, I can't think of the fucking word you use to describe words. What is it? How you describe the um, semantics? This yeah. is like a total semantic discussion because sure. nerd has become. Such a fucking well, what, I, what, 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 bo- what bothers me about nerds today is they've become in and they've become like, oh. like you see articles like and they get laid. Yeah, they go, they go. The <laughs> they nerds are in. Nerd being a nerd, and I'm like, no, well, the, the definition of a nerd is not fitting in, so right. it doesn't make any sense. It right. makes it 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 like, and it's like to nowadays it's like. I see guys that I know were like the assholes in high school, and they're like they're nerds. Yeah, they're, they're pretending they're to be the nerds, quote unquote nerds. And they're yeah. like they're, they're diesels. <laughs> yeah, and they're like I'm like, dude, you're 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 just like catching in on something, and it's sad, and it's like, you know, I don't want me to go back to Revenge of the Nerds because I th- I love that movie, but you got to. Right? But but uh, they were into like they weren't in the comic books. They were into like. Banging, banging the the hot chicks they and, some of that puss. and they, yeah, they they were in a fraternity. They had a fraternity. Yeah. There was no like, let's geek out on comic books and talk about Star Trek. Yeah. It was always they were going for a piece of the pie, and nowadays it's like, no, you're the weird guy that knows everything about Star Wars, and like people are like looking for that instead of just like being themselves. I think. Right. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's hip. It's uh, fashionable. It's it's gone in. It's it's in. And I don't know, like nerdster. Yeah, hip. hip like there was an article too about how like girls like funny guys over, like, you know, like the the alpha male types. Right. And it's such BS. And I'm like, you know, they're, I think they like them at different points in their um, menstrual cycle. Possibly. That's, that's probably the most controversial thing I've ever said. But I saw. I did see it no, on a TV you, show. That is true. That like I guess that women like um, because it's like at some point there just there's a desire for uh, some sort of longevity and, and and that's what you get from a person who's smart and has yeah. other things. And sometimes you just there's there's the desire changes into a different mode where it's like you want the biggest wolf cock inside of you possible that will guarantee your pregnancy. I remember though being into a girl from that I was madly in love with from New York that I was like the friend. Right. And you know you're painfully hanging out with her. Oh man. Hoping, hoping against hope that she will one day realize you're the greatest man and just, you know, love you and chump your bones forever. And happen, she yeah. shows me this article. Meanwhile, she's she's dating like the worst freaking guys in the world and she's like, "This is great, man. The funny guy is in." And I'm reading this and I'm like, you are the you are the the reason why this article is not true because you would probably like me. I <laughs> Did hope. Did you tell her that? Yeah, but what she, she say? she didn't really get it. You God. know, it's 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 a sad world. But it is. It's okay. Do you struggle with the ladies? Uh, not really. Not really. No, awesome. I used to when I was right. younger, and then but you, you talk learn. about it a little bit in your act. And yeah, you, you like address it. It's like a thing. I think you, okay. Comedy has changed. Like when I was when I would do the when I would right. like perform for the audience, I was always like the fish out of water. Like oh, I'm the geeky guy, and you right. you know, and they kind of like they size you up in like 20 seconds. Right. And then you either say that's who I am or that's who I'm not. Right. And so, but you, what do you? I am you, and I'm not. And you are and you aren't. Yeah. And nowadays it's a little harder because 
if you do like the old shows, you look. I look like a lot of the guys, so I can't really shit on myself because <laughs> they're like, "Hey, we're really cool," you you know. Yeah. So, like, self-deprecating is a little harder now, but I mean, I, I do okay. I mean, yeah, it's up and down, I guess. Do you get them from comedy, the ladies? Do you feel like that's where they? Uh you're able to meet women through comedy? Yeah, on the, on the road, yeah, on definitely the road, on the yeah. road, yeah. Because, okay. like, the, it's hard in New York and L.A. because, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're competing against, like, really successful people and money. And, like, New York especially, like, there's, you know, girls, you know, they're like, well, I know this guy. He's this artist. Right. The sculpture, and he's got a show, and blah blah blah, and oh, this guy, yeah, this guy has this, this. So you're competing against like rich guys with power and shit, and then you go to like Waterbury, Connecticut, <laughs> and you are the you are the star of the night, you know? They're like, whoa, you big New York City comedian, you know? Like, really? wow, that is so amazing. But in New York City or LA, you're nobody, you know? When's the last time you were on tour? Uh, well, I, I do these like one nighters. I don't right. know if you ever done these. I haven't. I've, okay, my, my touring uh, experience is like is minimal to nil. So I don't really go like twenty days in a row, but yeah. I'll go. I get bit. booked in on a weekend. Right. So I'll go to like San Diego. I went to San Luis Obispo. That's a good place. I like San Luis Obispo. Yeah, San Luis Obispo is gorgeous. Nice. Hey, yeah. yo, what's up, SLO? Yeah, yeah. We love you up here. Get in some free merch. SLO. I don't even think I said the name right. SLO. Is it San Luis San, Obispo. Yeah, I, say, I think I say Obispo. Oprah loves that town. It is beautiful. Uh-huh. It is. It is straight up beautiful. If I could move somewhere and, and just like hide away, I would move there. It's nice and it's, it's very yeah. warm. White. Yeah, it's, well, <laughs> it's got that white thing where they're like, you know. Well, it's just like a quiet, cute yeah. little town. Well, that thing where they restrict all the signage, you know. So yeah, it's definitely got that. It's like it's like pre-gentrified or something. It's got to be some word for it. Was that? It's like I city know. planning, I guess. Maybe is yeah. It's, it's just planning, like yeah. a, it seems like there's never been a murder there in 300 years. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> it wasn't a murder. It was like an accidental. Uh, someone broke their ankle once, and that yeah, and they fixed that problem. Yeah, it'd be cool to work for the police there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when yeah, you go you, there, right? Uh, yeah, yeah I'll star. go anywhere. And you go sometimes to shittier towns, mm-hmm. uh, like out here, you up upper California is, is can be rough. But when I, I I did a lot on the East Coast, so you go places in New Jersey and Massachusetts mm-hmm. and upstate New York, and you just don't know what you're gonna get. You know, right. like you can get like two hundred people that want to have a good time or you can get like 20 people that are like you know like it's their bar you're like an ambush wow and they're like mad and and are they want to fuck with the comics and i hate fucking comedy by surprise or um, yeah what oh what do i call it i I mean it's it's never fun when there's like you're in a town and there's like a sporting event yeah and then they shut the tvs off and they go all right comedy and everybody's yeah have you ever had to deal with anybody like trying to uh kick your ass not kick my ass but i've definitely dealt with hecklers people don't want to kick your ass do they you know i've dealt with more promoters like not wanting to pay me okay and then you go to like some town in the middle of nowhere and you're like well you know did you promote the show and i'm like are you kidding me like i don't hear you know i don't have a following and it's like you told me you pay me this much and wow it's more like that and i think with comedy with me i can get away with a lot of shit just because i'm a small guy right so like i i do a bit where i stare somebody down in the crowd Uh and like 
everybody laughs because they know I'm not gonna, you know, <laughs> like I, I can tell a guy like I can take your girlfriend and and he doesn't get uh, intimidated. Right. I think it's a little easier for me to do comedy than than most people who are uh, like, you know, I don't know. Buff. I, yeah, I uh, guess striking. Like, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. But well, we, when we first talked, we bonded over because we both have a lot of health problems. Yeah. You have. You well, I don't know your health problems. I thought we talked about this. Huh? Yeah, oh, wait, wait. What happened? Bowel issues, you know? You have bowel yeah, issues? Yeah, I had my colon removed. Really? Yeah. I thought we talked about this. I guess no. No, I oh, wouldn't maybe, remember that. Maybe I was listening to you and thinking that. Exactly. No, I'm like, sorry to hear oh, that. No. Oh, this is like, it's old well, what, news. What, what, this what, was like two podcasts ago. We kind of went into deep depth. Can you this. just tell me real fast? Are oh, you yeah. Okay? I had colitis for a long time, and then I had my large intestine removed. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But it's, it's okay. You don't have to be sorry. But you've had you've had your fair share of... You've had difficulties, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've been sorry. hit with the shit stick. Yeah, I, I had a brain tumor, so... <laughs> right. Which that is not... Hard. That's like not like a... Not Simple fun. thing. No. How long ago was that? That was about twelve years ago. And so, did you have? Did you have brain surgery? I had two ten-hour surgeries, Jeez. three days apart. Three days apart. Yeah. That's and to I remove was, the tumor. Yeah, they they the, they removed the they they kind of lied to me. They're like, oh, we got it out, but right. they didn't. They didn't get it all out. What Why they did they say that? Do, you think? I think they wanted to relax me because right. they knew they, they were gonna have to do a second surgery. Yeah. So they're like, we're going to have to give, you know, we want to look at more pictures to before we go in deeper uh-huh. because we want to do a lot of damage. Right. So we want to look at pictures to know how to get the rest out. Just trust us. Right. And, you know, it was devastating to hear that, but you're so out of it from the first one. You're just like. Oh, yeah. You're barely you, even you're yeah, barely you go, there. You go with the flow. But it was, it was. uh it sucked. Yeah, I, mean, I bet it sucked. Um, so, what was it like leading up to that, though? Before? Like, yeah, did you go through like chemo or that kind no, of stuff? No, not as lucky. They got it all out. Okay. And it was it was benign, but it was in a very very dangerous place. Which is where? It was in the brainstem. So if oh, it, wow. it basically that's like autonomic function. And yeah. Stuff like that, right? Yeah, and it gets close to your breathing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. You know, I was a I was a medical miracle that so they said. You know, yeah. I'm sure it'd be a lot easier to do the procedure now because mm-hmm. technology moves so fast. But when I when they did it, I mean, it was pretty. What whatever they did, you know, it was pretty. Uh, I think it was, you know, it was revolutionary. I think you know, like the way they went about it. And uh, right. they let you keep it. No, I don't know anything. <laughs> I, you know, I was just so out of it and so. You know, it's like uh, I should know more about it to be honest. How long were you in the hospital after the second surgery? About two, three weeks. Two, three weeks. And I was in intensive care for a week, and that was hell. So they give you like, well, you know, a morphine drip or something? I was, uh, so like when you're in intensive care, I don't know, you were probably wearing it too, right? I think so, but not as, probably not as long though. Okay, so you're, you're on a chair. Right, you're on a chair, not a bed. Well, a chair bed. Okay, a ched. Yeah, so a bear. It's like you're, I'm like this. <laughs> I would be like this for 24 hours. Why would you be like that? Because that's how the I can just remember that's how I was. So set you're up. sitting right now. Right yeah. now, Matthew yeah. is sitting up Kinda with his right back. hand. Sitting well, up. This was lean the, back. Uh, you had a thing on your finger. You're like talking to the mic there. Tell the mic. Sorry. So you had a finger like on your pulse. Yeah, the pulse socks. Yeah, and then I had a catheter, which is really yeah annoying. I had a catheter. And then they pull when they pulled out. They said it wouldn't hurt, but it hurt like hell. It hurt like I didn't mind. It didn't hurt that bad. It just felt like you must have been on so many drugs. It just felt very strange. It felt yeah. like like I was peeing a poop. 
You know what I mean? Ugh. Like I was peeing. It didn't hurt. It was like a thing where, uh, how do I describe it? You know when you like, something is, I guess it was like if you had a wetsuit on and you all of a sudden you took it off. Ripped it off real fast. And it's like this weird all of a sudden new sensation. Yeah, it felt really strange. Yeah. And a young Asian doctor, this latest girl. Not a girl. She wasn't a girl, but she's a woman. And this was in L.A. Did, or this was in Minnesota. In oh, Minnesota. She's the one who moved it. So it was one of these very, it was very self-conscious that like, there's this semi-attractive, young, female doctor, pulling a rubber tube out of my penis. I have a similar <laughs> story. Yeah. I was uh, in between surgeries. They gave me an MRI, and this was like one of those. You know, like the tubes are just so. The MRI tube? Yeah, it's just so claustrophobic. Yeah. People freak out in those. Yeah. People, like the coolest level-headed person you know. It's terrible. They freak out. I man. probably had 50 of those. In, man. So and, I, and I remember I had to pee really bad. So you just did it? No. <laughs> I, I go, they give you, there's a microphone in it. Yeah. So you can like freak out. Right. You can like uh, yeah. do a little, do some, uh, yeah. do, do a little crowd work. No, I wasn't, I wasn't doing stand-up <laughs> at the time, but I wish I. You lay down? But I was like, look, I have to pee really bad. So they pulled me out. Right. And these three like very attractive nurses basically took my penis uh-huh. and like put it in like a jar or like a, a bedpan and yeah. like held me piss. And Ooh. you don't even feel like that embarrassed because you're like you're like nothing, you know. You're yeah. like you're, you're just a blob. Yeah. The other, the other weird thing is they would have these young doctors come in, and the I don't know if they did this to you in the morning right. for rounds. Yeah. yeah. And they would talk about you. Yeah, right, you right have, there. You have no idea what they're talking well, the about. The patient is uh, yeah. exhibiting exactly. signs of reuptake, aspartame, yeah. and yeah. we were we administered right. 25 cc's titrated of. Oh. Yeah. And okay. I would go. I go. Hi guys. They wouldn't look at me. They uh, wouldn't. No, because you're not. You're like. That's weird. They should look at you. They've, they've kind of learned it. Like they feel nothing. Well, that's the, that. They're, they're that's part of their job. To feel nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, guys, am I gonna be okay? Guys, can you talk to me? And they're like, the patient is blah 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 blah. Patient is blah, asking blah. a question, and we are. No, they just they just totally nothing ignored you, and they do yeah. it every morning. And there's like 15 Jeez. young kids, and it's I don't just think I like, had that experience. Oh, it's humiliating. Yeah. Well, so then after you, um, you got your catheter out, right? <laughs> I got the catheter out. Right. I was ready to party. But you were still in the intensive care for. I like was. 10 a, I. I. I don't want. I guess I should admit I was a virgin when it happened. When when you had your surgery. You're yeah. A yeah. Yeah. So they're like, leaving the hospital, like no sex for six months. Why would they say that? I guess I don't know. I've never heard of that in my life. I for some reason maybe my body because they're like no lifting weights. Anything they said no is something I've but never you done brain before. Surgery. Yeah, but they were like no sex, no this, and I was like, you don't got to worry about that. I can't imagine. I've never heard of that. I, I want to know about this now. No sex I, I, for I'll, six months. I know. I'll ask. I mean, six I, weeks makes sense. But I six wasn't months. getting busy, but the, right. the point is like. Anything they told me, they're like, no weightlifting, no this, no, no bowling. That. Yeah, no bowling. No thinking good thoughts. Pretty much. It was It was like... No reggae. You know, I don't <laughs> know how you felt, but you think like, oh, you get the surgery, yeah. it's over, and you're fine if it works. Yeah, I mean, but I don't it wasn't. know. Mine was different. Mine was like two surgeries spaced out over about 10 weeks. So wow. It was just a weird thing. But even Were you the- in pain all the time? Not really, no. But I was on painkillers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> As a matter of fact, then yeah. I shouldn't say anything. No, you can say, yeah, this is. I this, still have a little addiction. A little, fa- a little. No, I'm gonna say it's a recreational. 
a, recre- a recreational. You, know uh, you should. We should talk about that because that's like a thing that's it's pretty big, super super common now. You know what the truth is though. Like when you go through something like we've been through, like yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like I just want to live my life the way I want it. Like right. I don't want to answer to anybody. You know. Right. You kind of see like when I was in New York City. I like playing online poker, and I would play it at my friend's house till like seven thirty in the morning, right. and it's irresponsible. And then I would take the subway, going back to my house, and everybody's rushing to work, like uh-huh. miserable to get to their job that they hate. <laughs> and I'm coming home to go to sleep, and I'm like, I don't, you know, you feel a little guilty about it, but you're like, I don't care. I've been through so much. I don't give a shit. So you feel like you feel like, uh, well, how old were you when you had surgery? I was like twenty. Twenty. So you so so that's like a point in your life when you're like you're like a fully formed adult, I guess. So yeah. But you feel like it made it change everything for you radically. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't have done comedy if I didn't go through it. Right. I think. I know it sounds cliche, but like, you know, things happen for a reason, and they yeah. make you stronger than others. Others. I don't think it's cliche at all. I think it makes total sense. It's like a thing where. Yeah, because it's uh, such a difficult thing, and it, what what worse what could be worse than that? So surely comedy, yeah. anything, all the negatives of comedy are kind of a pittance compared to that. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's a good way to look at it. I mean, I still get nervous, and yeah, I still, which is good, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I still get frustrated, and I also realize that you know nobody gives you anything because they feel sorry for you, and. It's, it's there's nothing, a, nothing lasting, nothing real. Yeah, it's a tough business, yeah. and and you just you got to really love the the performance of it, and right. not get bogged down by the whole system and the business and the politics and whatnot. Do you have like uh, strong opinions about that stuff? Yeah, I guess you have you have good opinions. Yeah, I you mean have, you have quality, strength opinions. I, I do. I mean, we've talked a little off things just about how there's like. There's weird kind of hierarchy of some sort of like if you're in the clique you're in if you're not you're not and it's yeah. like you know the best advice you can give a young comedian is like well you don't maybe even working hard is like befriend really popular comics and you know <laughs> m- you know move up that way become their friends and tell them they're hilarious and hang out with them and hopefully they'll help you out, you know, and you'll move up that way. I mean, that's better advice. That advice wouldn't work 15 years ago, but it might work today, you know. Yeah, because things, the whole, the whole game, the game has changed, man. It sure has. The game. Did you see Patton Oswalt's um, speech? No, but I heard it's a lot about it, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's more about the uh, industry side of things, like, I guess, you know, you could say the film and television industry, yeah. but it's still essentially that same thing where how, the power has shifted and how well i think for him yeah. i can't really speak for him but when he started it was comedy clubs and yeah. and he well that's what he says he said it was johnny carson you do your yeah get on carson if you if he likes you you have a deal you the next day. yeah and he started in 1988 so and and in like his style became really popular like right. like more like i love like when i one of my favorite comics is todd berry yeah, he's I love great. him. He's amazing. And I would, I had a job in New York Comedy Club in New York. I was like the uh, the cedar, the usher. Uh huh. And I would watch him all the time. I thought he was brilliant. And no, a lot of times he would bomb, and and they wouldn't like give him a chance. And they, and I was like, this is so unfair because he's so funny. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, comedy moved to like bars and like hipper hipper clubs, 
and he got like this great exploded yeah he got this great now the audience loved him and got him it was beautiful Mm -hmm. but somehow it just like turned like something so great went so awry so fast with like this elitism of the different scenes and stuff and it's like I don't know. I mean, it's like anything that's g- good gets bad. I guess you know. You think so? Like it just I, changes I, or gets worse? Yeah, like I like punk rock, and it was. I mean, I, I'm not Mr. Punk Rocker, but right. You know, I I know a little the history, and it was like this really cool. You know, I was like. It was a time of, like, the Reagan days when, like, right. and, uh, and then there was all these kids that were like, fuck that. We just want to be, you know, ourselves, and we don't want to be yuppies, and we want to, you know. And I've got casting directors who drive BMWs wearing CBGB shirts. Absolutely. <laughs> are, like, the bands that make it nowadays are just horrific. Yeah. Like, the, uh... That's amazing Sum how that's 41 turned. 41 or whatever, you know. Some 41. I, don't I, think I mean, like, that's punk rock now, and, and it Is was... It? Like, I don't even know. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the, but the the point is, is like it was something that was so like cool and revolutionary and dangerous, and now gets uh, you know through years gets watered down. I feel like that happens to everything, though. Yeah. It just changes. It just the the thing the the thing that is punk, which I mean, I, feel like I mean, punk Jesus rock. Christ is the biggest example. Yeah. I don't mean to get. He's, I mean, he, he was, he, he was every punk. idea was cool, man. He was peace and hippie and loved, loved everybody. And then 100 years later, some guy says, you know, Jesus hates gay people. <laughs> yeah. And you, you're like, where does that come in, bud? You know, right. things change. Right. So I feel like that's kind of how with the comedy scene in the sense. Like, it was this great idea where people like Maria Bamford mm-hmm. could, like, do her thing and didn't have to be assaulted at a shitty comedy club yeah. and you know and then somehow some kid who's doing it for six months is like oh you play at the ice house you're you're a hack or something really you who know? said that i don't know nobody you, really you, you I, said i'm making that? stuff up but you know ice there's house. uh there's like this weird stigma of like oh you're a, you're you do the clubs yeah you're like it is weird it's like a thing now where it's it's almost the it's the opposite direction of where it was before, which is yeah. such bullshit. So it doesn't really matter at all, does like it? Like, it, it shouldn't matter. It yeah. should just be, like, what funny is. And, but I psych myself out so much. I I feel like those like a lot of those people weren't, aren't going to get me. For some reason, Ooh. I like the old, the old scene. No, the no. old scene. The oh. mainstream loves me because I kind of play the, 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 the nerdy guy. Yeah. I did a gig in San Pedro. Really? At an at a Elks Lodge. Like, a lot of Latino people, a lot of, like, yeah. you know, people in, like, this kind of club. And it was, like, 400 people, and, and they really dug my shit. But, like, every time I go to, like, Tiger Lily, I'll do horrible. Well, I don't know. A lot of people don't do well there. I don't yeah. think that has anything to do with the old. I don't know. I think that that stuff doesn't really matter. I think it's also just sort of, like, I don't think that all comics do bad in main rooms. I don't no, think. it doesn't really matter. I don't really know. I, I, I think about that a lot, too, but I can't really figure it out. I feel like it doesn't really matter to some extent. It's like a personal... It's like some people, just for whatever reason... It's like the weather. Yeah, and it's also like what you feel most comfortable in. Right. Like some people are just so comfortable in certain rooms, and they yeah. just like own it, and then they go somewhere else, and they're just like... In outer space. Sometimes I feel really comfortable in the ones that are super traditional because I know 
I feel I feel I, I like to think that I know what people are thinking yeah. and expecting. So if I, yeah. I can, it's easier to play off. It's like sure. it's like being in a batting cage as opposed to up against a regular a pitcher. Yeah. Especially when yeah. the batting cage is the same speed every time. God, that was such a good analogy. It came. Oh I wanna, wow! I want to fucking genius. Just, you can have that. We'll take a quick break with that analogy. Think about it. You're listening to Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton on the Feral Audio Network. Yeah. Who's there? What the hell is going on here? Who's there? What? What are you talking about, man? Didn't you hear that super loud, scary sound that just interrupted the radio? Oh, uh, yeah, I did. It's actually going to keep happening until people donate. Uh, you mean there's going to be scary fart sounds playing all the time until people donate to Feral Audio? Goddamn right that's going to keep happening. You hear it? Yeah. Okay, uh, please, please donate. This is not a sustainable situation. Audio-wise, this is uh, it's pretty bad right now. <sighs> is, I'm I'm very scared. I'm just genuinely very frightened right now. Please donate. PayPal. Uh, cre- God, credit cards are fine. I think it's all fine. You can even. It's just it's not going to stop, is it? No way, man. Okay. Radio. Explosions. Okay. And maybe we'll try to play some music over this. Uh, feral Audio. We're back in. And we're back. We're back here on Twisting the Wind with Matty Goldberg. Comedian, man. Yeah. Jewish person of the Eastern Seaboard. Correct. Opinionated rascal. Very, <laughs> very, con- very conscious. <laughs> That should be your fucking comedy album. Yeah. Opinionated Rascal. I'm, I've been very controversial. So. Very controversial. We're, we're going to talk about... Up next, we got Manny Goldberg and Rush Limbaugh head-to-head yeah. again on the... Talk about painkillers. Yeah. PKs. Oh, you want to go in there? We should talk about that. I, uh... Because I yeah. have a lot of experience with that stuff. It's it's life. I'm not a... Hey. It's, uh... But there definitely, we go right here. Ooh, the sound... Put it put next the to the beautiful mic. sound. That is the sound of enjoyment. What is that exactly? Uh, it's called tramadol. Tramadol. You like that? So one, that stuff kind of weak. Okay, yeah. One, all right, weak. what happened once, I get the brain surgery, I'm good. Right. I'm just sitting down. It felt like somebody... Oh, oh sorry. You can hold the mic. Sorry, sorry. Is that better for you to hold it? No, I'll, I'll okay. just, just remind me. Okay. So it felt like somebody was stabbing me in my fingertips. Like it was the most painful feeling about two months after. Okay. Out of nowhere. It just was like, there's like these. Just random. These nerve neurons like just flashing through my left hand. Yeah. And it was so painful. And I was like screaming. And they gave me tramadol, which worked. Right. And I've been probably taking that for 11 years. And I mean, I kind of need it, but. I mean, you become addicted. But it, that is a that is a relatively low grade. Yeah, color. yeah. It's, it's not it's non narcotic, isn't it? No, not really. But, but it's, it's it's like quasi narcotic. I've right? been in withdrawal, and that was the, probably one of the worst nights of my life. Really? I don't know if you ever dealt with withdrawal. I never or not. did because I kind of like metered my dosage pretty heavily, and then I I would only. Well, what do you take? Or well, I don't typically take this stuff anymore. But I used to take back when I had the surgery. They prescribed me um, like hydrocortisone or something. Well, Tylox, which is essentially the same as Percocet, uh-huh. and I had took a bunch of Percocet. Yeah, I think Percocet's the personally I like Percocet the best. Yeah, I think I that Vicodin that. is bullshit. Vicodin is really scary though because 
I've taken it before as a substitute. Right. And you'll take, a, you'll take a half. Right. And you'll be really, like, out of it, and you'll feel good. Yeah. And then a week later, what to take a half now takes one. Yeah, your tolerance spikes, doesn't and it? And then to take what was a half now takes two or three. I used to take uh, two broken-up Percocet. A day? Uh, I wasn't like a day. I would do it every other day. I mean, I was. this was like... This is when I was recovering, so yeah, it was sort yeah. of like boredom to sure. uh, have very, very high level, and you I have, was having you had pain. pain. I though. had pain. Yeah, but uh, the real the, if you ever have pain, like actual pain, listeners, mm. all you need is Darvaset. Darvaset is so effective; it's like the most effective pain relief. There's a there's a drug that I love to take. Unfortunately, I don't have yeah. insurance, but it's called Symbolta. Symbolta? That sounds like yeah. the most. That's the most badass drug name I've ever My, thought of. I have a Symbolta. I have these great doctors that gave me a lot of uh, samples. And of it was samples. Inc- yeah, it was incredible. My God. And then I got a prescription, and they're like, "This is two hundred bucks." Oh wow, yeah. that's not covered by insurance at all. No, I don't have insurance, but oh, I have man, these great man. doctors. Should I plug the doctors? You want to? Yeah. Doc- they love me because they're uh, they, they just get a kick out that I'm a comedian really? and Jewish. Well, this good. is one of my bits, but I'll do it like okay. for radio. But he, they would they 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 take me in like the private room and they do it as they, opposed yeah. to the public room. <laughs> yeah, they like they. I go in their office and that's oh, where we do our. And they just talk to me about comedy. Really? Yeah. And they try to like do jokes and you like laugh because. Man. And they go, uh, you guys like you remind me of uh, Shucky Milkowitz. Shucky Milkowitz. I don't even know how. That name. sounds like a fake. That sounds like a name I would make up. Yeah. Is like uh, an old Jewish Catskills. Exactly. And that's what he said. He Shucky goes, he, he Milkowitz. He goes. He goes. He performed in the Catskills, and he uh, he was like he looked just like you, and he would go on stage, and <laughs> people would laugh. And, Shucky Milkowitz. And he wouldn't even say anything, and they would laugh, and he's just like, oh, well, that's what you think of me. Thanks. Wow, that's cool. But they're great. They, I don't even think they ever charge me. And uh, well, that's good. I mean. Yeah. I feel like that's that's something that used to be the case, and I guess it is still the case. Is that doctors, doctors don't. Necess- I mean, there's some doctors who are money grubbing bastards, but out oh, here it's you, different. You take a Hippocratic oath, and you do. Well, you well, want to help people. What's also out here is different is the guys, the doctors, and the pharmacists. I there's also a pharmacist I I, I talked to, and he's like he name drops. He name drops? So he's like, oh, this guy came over to my house one day and he writes this movie and he wrote that movie and he hung out. And, you know, I got to meet Dustin Hoffman. And You're he, in the loop, man. You're in yeah, the but loop. but it's so weird. I don't want to ask the these farm people. Loop. Yeah, and they're, they're like, they love like, you know, like, how's the show business? I'm not even in show business, but, you know, like, I, you know. And they're, That's they're, so they're funny. Like, I don't know. It's weird. But I want to know about this drug again. What's it called? Um, Tramadol. No, what's the oh. one, the uh, the crazy oh, one? Oh, Cymbalta. So what is that, a painkiller? C-Y-M-B-A-L-T-A. It just came Cymbalta. out. Yeah, and it's like, they gave me samples of it, and I felt great. What is it like? Is it the, is it modeled after Jason Bourne or something? I, I wish I knew. I, I should, after this, I'll look it up. When you say Wikipedia. you felt great, you mean you felt high or you felt like? No, my hand felt amazing. Your hand? So because you have a hand problem? Is that, yeah, is that yeah, your main the, thing? Because it the, the feels like I'm being stabbed all the time. But is that from like, is that residual from the surgery? What happened was there's damage in the uh, brain stem that controls my left side. Is that because of the surgery? Yeah, there was ner- um, yeah. immense nerve damage. Wow. So the tramadol like kind of crushes, the eases the pain. Right. So instead of feeling it stabbed, I still feel it shooting in my arm at all okay. times. But it's just like a numb feeling like... 
instead yeah. of like a stabbing. Man. And I've had it. And I look and I read stuff and it's like people get addicted. They do. It's so sad. It's like guys like I broke my arm. My doctor gave me 30 of these and now I take 50 a day. Yeah. And they want to kill it. And like people are like, I want to kill myself. That, it's horrible. Well, that's the sad thing about pharmaceutical stuff is that the pharmaceutical drugs are by far the most addictive drugs. Absolutely. And the, I remember reading about, like, back when I was really interested in this stuff years ago when I was sick and yeah. taking this stuff, I'd, mm -hmm. you know, go to Barnes and Noble and spend yeah. afternoon reading all these pill books. So talk about the withdrawal from Valium. If you're like a heavy Valium addict, one of the withdrawal symptoms was irritability for six to eight months. Could you imagine being, that's I, just one of them, being irritable? I was for, in withdrawal from Tramadol for, God. I think I didn't take it for 36 hours. And there was a night I didn't, I had to wait till the morning to get a new prescription. And I was twitching. Mm -hmm. I didn't sleep. I couldn't like hold on to this i would like it would right. just like go like that man and it was i i ever wondered like if i were was stuck somewhere and i didn't what have it do? i would die you think you'd die i think i would get i wouldn't sleep for a week and i would beat the withdrawal but it would take like a week yeah. to beat it and it would be the most painful you know every minute was yeah. so bizarre and painful and 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 hard and Awful. I uh, just read this article. This article, like in the New Yorker, from like two or three weeks ago. This doctor, it's a doctor of psychology, but he used to experiment with drugs, like yeah. all, like you know, thirty mm -hmm. years. And he talks about how he was giving himself this weird medicine to fall asleep. I can't remember what it was. It was mm -hmm. some type of like ether compound. Yeah. And he stopped taking it. He was taking it for like six weeks or more, and he stopped taking it. And he's he's done all these crazy like psychedelics that I've never even heard of, like weird psychedelics. Yeah, and he's yeah. had no problem with those. Sailed through those experiences, and he said he was freaking out. He was on the bus, and like all of his heads were turning into eyeballs. Wow. And he seen like big giant flying rats and stuff. And he talked to one of his friend, good friends, who's also a doctor, and she was like, he described everything. Just took all he could to not freak out. Sure. And basically, she was like, "Oh, you you have the DTs. You have delirium tremens. That's all it is." So all it was 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 withdrawal from this um, whatever wow. this the sedative he was taking. So like delirium tremens is fucking up. I mean, this is a guy who had super had a ton of experience with psychedelics, and it was all, it was all he could take to ma maintain even the slightest bit of composure. With so this. the withdrawal was even more crazy. The withdrawal than... was like a fucking night, like a lick a living nightmare. Yeah, he couldn't it, even wrap his brain around the withdrawal from the one night that I tried. Well, I didn't. It wasn't like I was trying to kick it, but I didn't have it. Right. It was. It was a nightmare. It was like, wow. it's you never want to go through that. Yeah. I mean. What's not? I, I have a lot of compassion for people that get addicted to things, and you know, you know, just God bless you for fighting it. On the I previous don't. episode of Twisting the Wind, this was yeah. discussed with an addiction doctor. Wow, yeah. really? And I was kind so of, did you go through this? No, I just a friend of mine, one of my best friends, his brother is a doctor at a, a Scripps Research Institute, uh -huh. and he studies addiction. That's like what he studies, mm. so he knows all about the science of this, and they're like. They talk about how I don't know. I mean, it's, well, it's just rehashing. It's an intense, yeah, intense. I thing. recommend taking a listen to it. I, I'm going to revisit. I know. Hey, hi, listeners. Uh, this is just a call for you to revisit um, previous podcasts because if uh, you like this one or don't like this one, oh, it I gets better or do. worse. I hope Something. people enjoy me. I I, yeah. I imagine some people will hate it, and doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What do you What donate. do you think about here? Here's the, here's the thing. I guess I'll ask you, but like, yeah. When you have like a stand-up video on YouTube and right. like somebody likes, 
like, oh, you suck or something. Yeah. Like, does that bother you? It does bother me. It bothers me a lot. But then I also, I remember looking at, um, like, other comedians. Like, uh, Kyle Kinane. I think he's one of the great. He's, yeah, one, yeah. he's one of my favorite comics. Uh-huh. Like, I've never seen him not be funny. I've always I always find him funny, and he gets a lot of and stupid. I, and I and I well, I remember looking at it, one of his videos that was like on the same sort of page as mine sure. because of the same people hosting it. And yeah. I was like, if people are and people are saying negative stuff to him, like, well, okay, if there's people are saying negative stuff to this guy, then there's no hope for anyone because people are fucking just re- insane. Well, it's like this. It's internet. a new thing of uh, so you have this anonymity and power. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, definitely anonymity. anonymity and power. Yeah, but why don't we take it personal? Because you can't. How can't you? But it's just like when people people write like, "Oh, they're laughing at him because the way he looks." I'm like, "Do you know how many years it took me to learn how to tell that joke and like the you know to like sell it and all that in the the proper timing?" People don't know though. People don't know. They just think it's that they say that and. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. I think it's also people just hate themselves, so they say that, or it's like this weird. They wish they could do it. It's like a power thing. It's like, oh well, he's a faggot. (laughs) That's that's what I get all the time. Really? Well, fuck this faggot. Faggot, he's a fucking faggot. And it's signed by some guy that's like, you know. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, it's always it's always bad, but I think that's sort of just the nature of things. And I heard some interview with uh, what's his name, the writer of Mysteries of Pittsburgh and um, Wonder Boys, Michael Chabon. Uh huh. He was talking about how he can remember, he can remember all of his negative criticism. Like, you know, he's like... You don't remember the positive. He's a pretty fucking yeah. decorated yeah. author. I don't think he's... I don't know what he's won, but he's one of the most sure. decorated American authors in modern history. Mm-hmm. And he says he can't remember a word, of, a single word of praise, but he remembers specifically any bad review he's ever got. Yeah. And so it's like... It's like you're some, something about your brain is wired. It's like certain yeah, creative negativity people... negativity hits you. Yeah. It's... I don't know why it is. It's, it's hard to get around that. But I just stopped looking at that shit. I just... I decided I'd just... There's no point looking at it because it doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't really. It yeah. just you you dwell on this weird. Right. Uh, but it is a, it's a you know YouTube or whatever has changed right. comedy because it has or anything because everything was like if you want to see somebody that gets hated on M Night Shyamalan Shyamalan whatever yeah, yeah people fucking hate that guy. Like I saw just a, a a trailer for one of his movies on YouTube. And it was like 500, like, you suck. Yeah. You, made, you made one good fucking movie. How dare Hollywood give you money? What a fucking loser. And it's like hundreds and hundreds after. And I'm like, dude, this guy, the guy is a successful guy, man. Right. You guys can never do what he does. People, people also really hate Shia LaBeouf. I don't know why, but people really hate him. I kind of uh, I pushed something up about him on What's that? Twitter. Not that I hate Twitter, but... yeah. I wrote. I said he was a misunderstood genius. Really? Just because he's got he's in the beard phase now. He is. Yeah, he's in the beard phase. Yeah, like uh, yeah. actors are famous. Like Eddie Vedder, I think was the first guy like for to do enter beard phase. Well, he was like this happy-go-lucky dude, you know. Yeah. Like you think he was? He always seemed kind of dour and like. Yeah, uh, at first depressed. he was like his first video is like he was like stage diving. Yeah. And, like, like Jesus, like yeah, you know, like everybody, we're having fun. And then he got this weird, like, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a twisted artist and misunderstood. He got political. And then Shia LaBeouf now looks like he's 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 Same at thing. that, like, Joaquin Phoenix, like, tortured artist thing. Right. And it's like, you're, you're, you're an action star. You yeah. know, you're, you're a Hollywood heartthrob. Enjoy your life. You're doing like, okay. I don't know what happens to these guys. 
I don't know either. I mean, I think maybe it's, some of it's an affectation, and it's sort of just, uh, he's been doing it for so long, I wonder. There's no, I, don't I, mean, I don't know. I don't know personally. It could be an awesome guy, but it's like, it's like enjoy your life, dude. Yeah. You're doing all right, you know? I think it's probably maybe fun to act that way, and it feels yeah. good. That's what my, my thought about, as an actor myself, I yeah. can speak to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember Javier Bardem said something about it, and it made a lot of sense to me. He talked about how um, he likes acting. So this was like after, what was the movie, the Coen Brothers no movie? No Country for All. Yeah, and how he you know, was amazing in that. Yeah, it was great. And how he loved it. He likes doing that because it's, as an actor, he really enjoys the chance to be someone who's not himself because he doesn't like being himself. And so it's, when you're playing a character you can and throw yourself into it and you can basically yeah. there's nothing you can't make a mistake because you're not yourself you're this other person and you know everything this other person does and it, it's like uh, it's almost like therapy and it's uh, it feels good I think that's why people like you know like how Johnny Depp has basically become Captain Jack Sparrow now in his he, real life yeah he also tries good. to be really ugly you think he does yeah like I he wants to be ugly that. so bad <laughs> But it, it, he can't. He can't be he ugly. He can't be ugly. He no. tries. Girls love him no matter yeah. what, and he'll dress up like he can be. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson was not a good-looking man, and girls would jump his bones as Hunter S. Thompson in a minute. And it, well, yeah, it, he's it, kind of, but he's like a special. That guy is. People will be fucking his corpse. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Women will be inserting metal rods yeah. into his penis and like finding a way to get on that. They'll be digging up his I body. Think, I think what the problem with action or like a Shia LaBeouf is is that as uh, to stay on top is 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 just as hard to get on top. Yeah. So when you're on, you know, he had a nice little run, and then a few of his movies probably didn't do so well. Yeah. And it's like it's a brutal, brutal come down. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine how hard it is to get there and then, like, you know, you make three movies that are so-so and then your phone yeah. stops ringing, you know? I, I think that's what happens to these guys. I think so. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of times people's perception of someone is totally different because they'll think, like, yeah, where, where's that person been? I'm like, uh, that person's been doing a lot of stuff. You just haven't seen it. Or true, like, they're true. Like, like, I talked to my dad about that something. He was talking about... We're talking about Saturday Night Live and yeah. how it's not all it's cracked up to be in terms no. of well, that being a job and how you don't get paid that much and it's just like yeah. a seven-year contract and how it doesn't guarantee you any type of success after the fact. Yeah. And, um, and then it's like you see someone like Jim Brewer, mm -hmm. right, who for all for all you know People Magazine purposes is kind of off the map. And oh, people are like, far, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, ha what happened to him, huh? Yeah, yeah. He sure fell off the map. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I think Jim Brewer's probably, I mean, he sells out theaters, right? And probably has a nice, he has a podcast, I think. Yeah, and, and he's, he's making, I don't yeah, know. I think he's, I think, about, I think I, he's, he's doing well. He's also very comfortable in what he's doing. Yeah. I don't think he ever had fun on Saturday Night Live. Right. From what I read or whatever, but that's but the thing right, I'm saying. Yeah. Like the perception of like he he's maybe he's not an A-list star or B-list star, get, but he's still. They he also a, don't know what. It, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. They don't know what it took to get there. Right. It's a lot. It's a. It's a lot different than it seems. I guess I don't even know what it seems like. I can't even tell. I'm like I feel like I'm warped. My perspective is. I, I don't even understand it anymore. I used to be so into like be making it. And making it, yeah, right. And I'm I'm honest about it. I yeah. was, it was a revenge thing. It was like revenge thing. What for, yeah. for what? Well, like you know, I was never like the cool guy or something. Yeah. And well, I, I feel the same way though. I and mean, like in exactly. high school, so it was like, oh, I'll show them if right. I do this, I'll show them. And I'm sure when you started, there was a lot of comics that were assholes. 
Yeah. And they make little comments before you go up or give you a shitty introduction. I still get shitty. I get shitty introductions now. I'm like, I can't believe it. I had someone bring me up the other day as an up-and-comer. But doesn't that inspire you to be like, dude, I'm going to pass that motherfucker and leave him in the dust? Oh, yeah, totally. It also just means people like, I don't know, but it's hard. It's that thing where like you want to, sometimes it's hard to overlook stuff like that when even though, because it's right there, but... Yeah, there's some tons of that shit where it's people being vindictive or like openly just shitty or what's the word like passive aggressive. Yeah. That passive aggressive stuff is the worst. Well, like there's a oh, the, the, the comedy store yeah. which I don't really you know every once in a while do like a independent show there yeah. like but they a lot of I sh- I guess I should open my mouth I know you shouldn't no I should I should yeah open it okay so like. Quite, I, yeah. I, I have friends that are in every level of comedy. Like anybody right. who loves comedy is, is cool with me. I don't always like talking about it. I'd rather talk about fantasy football. Right. I wish I could talk to you about yeah. that. I can't. Oh, it's All I can hard. say is uh, Fran Tarkenton is a football player. Yeah, Minnesota Vikings. Warren Moon. Vikings. Um, yeah. uh, Tommy Kramer. <laughs> Remember him? All I can do is list players, and that's all I know. That's I know fun. that the Jets um, have Tebow. I won 300 bucks because I bet on the Jets early in the season one time in a suicide pool at the office. That's, that's a and decent bet. Everyone hated bet. me because I didn't know anything about football. That's, that's a decent it. bet. Yeah. What I was going to say, so the comedy <laughs> store is really right. bizarre. They have like the Sunday kind of. Oh, yeah. For weird, prestigious Like the seven-hour brunch? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like actually like a prestigious open mic, if that makes sense. It is, yeah. And they tell their MCs to insult the people going up. Really? Yeah. So I'll tell you, I'll ask this kid, I'll go, oh, how did it go there? He goes, well, the, the host ruined my set. He said, this is going to be the worst five minutes of comedy ever. Wow. Yeah. And I like, it makes me sick. I why wrote a letter these, to a girl who works that? there. I'm like, why would you do that? And she wrote me this thing like, well, it makes you tougher, and it's the way it's been going through years. And, like, I, I have an answer. Like, I always... Tradition so, is always tradition is always the best way to uh, justify something that exactly. not, makes sense. Yeah, it's like you know, uh, we've been. Well, wh- why do you uh, why do you lynch black people? Oh, exactly. it's, just, it's a tradition. I know it's it just make, what we do. It makes no sense. In, in my feeling, that's kind comedy, of a, that's sort of a far cry from. Uh, yeah, I don't mean no, to like but you're, you make a, you make a proper a, analogy fair, though. It is it is it's yeah. like tradition is used to bolster so exactly. many bullshit ideas. Yeah, like if if somebody bullies you and like takes your lunch money, yeah, that's a tradition. Is it, does it give it? Does it give you a right to take lunch money? Right. Or like even people who are molested, sometimes that's like a tradition. Exactly. Like, oh, well, yeah. you know, Uncle Uncle Jim's got to check you out. Make sure your knees and your thighs are working. That's just what we do before the school year starts. Uncle Uncle Jim checks you out. He's got, no, it's okay. Just it's, sit on his knees. going to give you a little checkup. Give you a little checkup in the garage there. I'll be, I'll be making some pot roast for a couple hours. and it's, No, it's, it's, it's a family tradition. Luckily, I didn't we have didn't think about it. It was just it was a, just a Pittsburgh tradition. Yeah, that's what we do in the showers. Just give those boys a check, and it's just what the, you know. We don't want to say anything. We don't want to cause a rock that boat. It's a traditional school. What can I say? But <laughs> I, I, I see. Yeah, it's totally tradition. true. Tradition. But I, I wrote this girl who works there, and I, who I'm friends, with, I'm like. Like, how do you justify this? How do you like? Why would you? Why would? Why? Why you're such a nice person? Why do you justify this? Yeah. And you know, she gave all this tradition thing, and that's never happened to me before. But I know, like, I would say to the guy who did that, I just say this. I'd be like, Do you think like when Jim Carrey was here, he was fucking with other comics, or he was like trying to make himself great? And that's it's as simple yeah. as that, you know. Like guys who do that, like they're just. 
you know, it's, it's weird insecurity, but it's really sad that it's become an accepted part of comedy. Yeah, it is oh. pretty gross. I think it's that's going back to Pat, and he said a bunch of stuff in that. He says this a lot about yeah. how like he always talks about himself, like you know, there's so many other great comics, so many other. He's very humble, sure, and very. Um, I think it goes back to the thing where I mean it's something they talk about improv a lot it's yeah, the, yeah. the best thing you can do is make the person next to you look good and that's, that's true that's how you make yourself look good is making someone else that's, that's I think very that's, sweet um, I think if you do that as a host or if you do that yeah you're that, making me look good today I okay. must say <laughs> I'm except for the drugs <laughs> that's not, what do you mean the confession that's looking good honesty is good yeah. yeah do you play stand. hockey? You had a you had a hockey stick in your car. Yeah, I I don't I played hockey as a little kid. Oh, like before it's hockey, more just like pond hockey. Yeah, I played it as like I think it was a termite. Yeah, that's what they call it, termite. I was a mite and a termite. Awesome. And that's as far as I got, and then I and then something happens in Minnesota where like you either become a jock or well, not. Well, the Swedish growth gene kicks in. And you become like six four, and you eat a whole box of cereal for breakfast and. Can crush someone's skull against the boards, and that's who. I knew a I knew a girl who was. Uh, she was some Swedish girl. She could play some. She some was ice fucking hockey. massive. She was like two hundred fifty pounds. She looked like a like a Nordic ice warrior. I I Big told you blonde that, braid yeah. sticking out of her helmet. She's in, she's not a pretty one. And she played in uh, like. She played in uh, Bantams. She played in Bantam League, which with is with men or women. Uh, with men. But I don't know. She was like kind of an exception. I think they, they let that go for bantams, but bantam is like the first step. I think it's the last step before high school. Yeah. So and that's how far you made it. Or no, I played just just those few five years. Five to yeah. seven. Yeah, but I, I keep that hockey stick in my car because it's one of those things where um, I used to live downtown and I had uh-huh. this thing where back when I moved downtown, it was still pretty hairy, like a yeah, lot of yeah, yeah. dangerous sort of bum encounters or sure. possible dangerous bum yeah, encounters yeah, yeah. and shit, and. Uh, I used to carry a hammer with me to the bar, but some guy gave me hassle me for that, saying the cops could pull me over and say that's a deadly weapon, which is true. So a hockey stick, yeah. Is not but like a hockey stick is like a thing where you play my, hockey. Well, that or I'm thinking like if you, well, let's say I park in a dangerous neighborhood, I'm gonna go to some bar in a mm-hmm. shitty area. You take the hockey stick out, you walk with it. It looks just like if you're a mugger and you're waiting for the opportune per time to strike yeah you're not gonna hit the person with a hockey stick. You're gonna wait for someone without a hockey stick, just because. You know, the hockey sure. stick, you can tangle. It's a weapon. And that if you go to a bar or something, if you have a hockey stick, they're not going to, like, not let you bring it in. And it's okay to set it by the door or you some shit. You said you just got back from hockey. Yeah, oh, just a hockey stick. And even then, also, I, I talk about this, but I've done this, like, three times ever mm-hmm. in the seven years I've had that in my car. So, it's kind of a, I'm kind of full of shit. I coach uh, my five-year-old niece. I coach her soccer team. I'm an assistant right. coach. It's pretty uh What do you do? Do you Whoa. just yell and scream? Uh, give them water, I guess. You give them water. That's all you can do, right? But they, uh, we have a kid with high autism. Really? Yeah. What's and that he, like? Well, he just jumps on the ball. Is he good? The game. Uh, you know, he has potential, but he just jumps and yeah. holds the ball. Right. And it's just kind of, it's interesting. It's kind of fun. I, it's good to see, like, the parents, like, Letting really him. supportive. Right. But uh, I don't know. I don't even know why I brought that up. I'm just, I just enjoy it. Sports. Talking about sports. Yeah, I used to love sports, and I still do. I, I, some people are made for playing. I'm, I'm made for watching. Right. Like, I got the ticket, which is a... The ticket? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a that's, great invention. That's like the thing where you get to watch every game, right? Yeah, you watch any every the NFL ticket. game, and I'm just like, for six hours, I'm like this, like a maniac. Are you a stack guy? Yeah. You know Colin Cowherd? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to listen to Cowherd in the mornings. Is he from Minnesota? No, I just my I used to drive to work with my friend who's a sports yeah. guy. We listen to Cowherd, and it's like I would enjoy him, even though I had no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, but he always he talk just about starts trouble. Crazy NBA sports yeah, guy, yeah. NBA stat guy. He yeah. he uh, I enjoy him. He likes starting like he says yeah. stuff to get people worked up which is why I mean, shouldn't he be yeah that's yeah. your job like he'll say outrageous stuff and I'm like yeah you're just saying that so 50 idiots will call you and be like you're oh, crazy you jerk I like the way he talks too he yeah. has, like, the way he's like Da-ba-da. New York this had- guy he's he doesn't know he has no idea what's going on he actually is probably an idiot and doesn't know New York has all these uh, great sports talk radio Mike and the Mad Dog. I don't. I don't know about it. And, like, and Cowherd is like when he's I, when, national. If I bring up Cowherd, I open this Pandora's box of, oh, now I'm gonna get talked at about sports, and yeah. I have no idea. All I can say is like, Don Drysdale, uh, Reggie, something, well, Reggie well, Jackson. The point <laughs> I was trying to make is what happened in New York is the, the now the most popular sports talk guy was a caller. Oh he, really? Okay. And he drove a fish truck. He like so he's always available. We delivered like fish right? to like restaurants. Like he was just some schmo with a job, and he was so good. He has a great name. His name is Joe Beningo, <laughs> and he's like a judge. The fool, you know the Jets. You know, the Jets. The yeah, Jets. Yeah. The Jets. Yeah, he goes, my ex-wife. She hated the Jets. We got we got divorced. She asked me for Jets tickets, <laughs> and he just like, when they lose, it's fun because he cries for hours. You know, what? what? Yeah, his whole life. And he became the most popular guy because he, he resonates with the common man so much. And now, like, the fish days are long gone, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, America's like that in a sense. Like, so why don't you do that? Okay. Uh, you know, I I'll throw know. I'll throw it down the gauntlet and you yeah, can pick it up. Yeah, I could do it someday. I was thinking of doing it with my buddy, like a podcast. You might as well. To, I'd say we'll do it. We'll say. We should probably uh, try to tie a bow on things. Should, I, should I plug stuff? Yeah, plug stuff. Plug the shit away. I don't even know what to plug. You to t- well, you hate Twitter, right? So yes. you should probably plug it. Yeah, Maddie Goldberg won. I Twittered twice today. Really? What'd you say? Well, I'm doing the Jesse Miller show, which oh, is one that's of my a great show. shows. Everyone I, should go to that. If you live in LA, you have to go to the Jesse Miller show. Andre Highland is so one of the funny. funniest guys, and he has this great character oh my named God. Jesse Miller. It's I, like the funniest thing. I know we've done it before because I've yeah. seen it. I watch every commercial, and I. I have seen Jesse. I see Jesse Miller in life now because he's like this oh, character. Right? In LA, right? Well, yeah, like you see, or like on TV, like on Cops or on Toddlers yeah, yeah, and Tears, yeah, yeah. that character. My vo- I'll, I'll play my current voicemail uh, is. Uh, my outgoing you voice message. Him doing no, it? I don't have him. I have a, uh, I have a, something from Tyler's Interiors that sounds like Jesse, Jesse. Miller. Like you ever drive down Sunset, and I was with my friend, and I go, see that guy right there? That's the real Jesse Miller. Yeah, he's. Everybody screaming, clapping. Yeah. Like a dream come true. <laughs> and that's sort of like the more retarded version of him. And he's amazing. And yeah, he's his super show funny. Is fun. The one thing about his show though is he talks during exactly. the set. Exactly. I give up. So but I'm happy to give up. The first time I did it, I'm like doing my, I'm doing like the first premise, and then he he says something. Hi, doll. And the whole crowd <laughs> dies laughing. He's yeah. like, "Damn right, you better get yourself a blah blah blah." Damn right. And everybody dies laughing, and you laugh because it's funny, yeah. and then you lose your thought. And it's scary because he's going to be funnier than whatever you say. Well, that's why I give up. I just let, yeah. let him have the floor. But what I do is now I have a conversation. So I'm like, hey, yeah. I, did a, I did a commercial audition. So I'm like having a... Right. I learned how to do it. Uh, but so you're doing that show, then what tonight. else? Tonight. And then uh, no one's going to hear that. Yeah. 
But go to his show anyway. Okay. It's at the Improv Lab. Matty Goldberg on what else, Twitter. Where else am I going to be? I don't know. Uh, November 14th, I know I'm going to be back in New York for a few days. Okay. East Coast. Uh, see, I have like a lot of little bar shows. Matty Goldberg won on Twitter. And Matty, I, I'm not very creative. Well, promote your goddamn shows at the very least, okay? Uh, That's all I got to do. At Matty Goldberg won on Twitter. Matty Goldberg on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't want to toot my own horn. Toot it. I, I wrote a book. Okay. I should have talked what, about that. What the fuck? Yeah. Jesus Christ. We're trying to wrap this up. It's like, uh, it's yeah, I wrote yet. a book. But yeah, it's you're not done other yet. crazy stories you've just been holding back on? Like, well, it's a lot of... Uh, uh, did you start that fire in the hills? No, <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I wanna, wrote a book. I'm going to have a book. I'm going to have a, a website for the book. Sorry. Okay, but what's the book about? It's a 10-year memoir of brain tumors. Right. Comedy. And this friend of mine who passed away in January named Angelo Bowers. You right. know him? I, know. I didn't get the chance to know Angelo, but... Very I, close. Yeah. Uh, he was staying with me when he passed away. I didn't realize you guys were that close. Oh, yeah. yeah. We loved each other. and uh, Yeah. I wish I got to know him. So he was, hilarious. He's a great guy. And, and as far as, like, changed my life as, like, what, you know, like, he was so into, like, just for love the art and comedy. And positive guy. I, I've heard the most positive guy you'll ever meet. Yeah. And, like, I'd be like, just fucking, you know, just festival they didn't take me they didn't go to hell yeah and he'd be like you're the luckiest person in the world because you get to tell jokes at night yeah and, and you're i love your life well how and, do we how do people read the book well someone's got to publish well you want you to do an ebook i was thinking of it. do it fucking do it jesus christ well, this, man, this, this is my intervention plan. this do is an my e-book. plan johnny this is my plan. duncan trussell's doing an ebook it's a great idea yeah. but this is my plan make a website yep like promoting the book, like coming soon. Okay. And then blogging. Right. To get people kind of watered and then hope a publisher picks up on it. I think you should. Good plan should. or bad plan? I think you can do that. I think you could also sell it for a reasonable amount and people can download it because I'm sure people have e-readers now. But the one problem is my friend made his own book. He sold 10 of them. Well, you know what? You're not your friend and you never know. Yeah. Okay. But that I should... that. Oh, tomorrow, Saturday morning, I'll be coaching the, the Red Hots. <laughs> uh, if, the you wanna, Red Hots. if you want to sit out in 95-degree weather yeah. and watch five-year-olds uh, be... They just like it. They can play about two minutes, and then they need water really bad. <laughs> so if you want to watch the that... The Red Hots, what yeah. an ironic name. There's a lot of... But I, I must say, there's a lot of like... Uh, the coaches are really big uh, Hollywood writers. So. Really? Yeah, huge. Okay. You probably... I'll say them off the air. I don't want to... You like, want to bl- blow up his spot? No, I don't want to. Get people going to Red Hots games, okay, throwing scripts at halftime? Yeah. On the field? I mean, he's probably the biggest writer in Hollywood, I would say, in comedy. Okay. But uh, I don't want to. I, I made the mistake one time, like, oh, I love your movie, blah, blah, blah. And I think, from what I heard, he hates, like, uh, mm, people really? with socks. Yeah, it does you suck. Know? So, like, it was nice enough for him to ask me to be the assistant, so I'm not going to be like. That's cool. But, uh,. I know. I know to talk to him about football. Like, there's certain people like who yeah. are like musicians or something. Like, whoa, don't talk to him about music. He yeah. loves. He loves wine. Talk to him about wine. wine. That's how I, I feel about way about comedy. I only like the only thing I like talking about is music. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I like talking about comedy in some sense, but pretty much music. Okay. But Manny, what I do is I put on Facebook and Twitter, I'll put on all my shows, like, come okay. see me there. So People are on that. And every once in a while on Twitter, I'll come up with a, a dandy, like, <laughs> a dandy? like, Shia LeBeau is a misunderstood genius. Every <laughs> once in a while. That's a, real, that's a real winner right there. Every once in a blue moon, something worth reading, but usually not. Okay. Well, put the ebook out and... Check Maddie on Twitter and thank you for being here with me on this. Thank you, I had a Maddie. blast. Blast off. Uh, yeah. Parting words, nouns. Throw um, me like three good nouns that have nothing to do with each other. In the love. Movie. Well, that's a f- adverb. Or a no, that's a. That's a. It can be anything. It can be a noun. Uh, hydrate. Oh, no, no, okay, no, hydrate. Sh- that's yeah, a good one. It's hot out. Uh, uh, the ticket. The ticket. Sunday. Got it. And Jesse Miller for life. Bye bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you for calling. My name is. May I have your order number or email address, please? Hello? 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 Caller? Hello? 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 Who's there? Hello? Oh, uh, this is. Okay, oh man, I heard something weird there for a second. Was that you? Uh, I, I, I got the same weird sound myself. What are you hearing there? Man. I'm not sure what that was. I'm on a cell phone. Right. You know what I mean? That Sometimes those cell phones, uh, um, I have to drive about five miles to get to a spot where they got one of the microwave, microwave relay towers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It looks like a tree. But it's not a tree, you know what I mean? You ever seen those before, how they hide them? Yep. I'll tell you what, they don't do a very good job of making that look like a tree. It looks like <laughs> it looks like a, the tr- looks like a tree decided it was going to hide and didn't do a very good job because it's, <laughs> it's a dumb tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think, I don't think trees are dumb, but they're not that smart, you know? I like, I like mm-hmm. to think that I'm smarter than the tree. Yeah. I, I would bet well, you are as well. Yeah, what time, sometimes you get by there, and what happens is they got these, um, what do you call those things? Those things that make the wind, the wind producers? The wind farm. Oh, the, mm-hmm. Yeah, they got these fans. They turn on these fans. I don't know, it's something trying to, like, to cool the crops down or something. These big fans, they got blades 100 feet long. It makes Holland, it makes Holland look like a little... <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hello. Okay. It just did that again. Looks at these big old wind blades, these wind blades. Some kind of interference of something. I don't... Oh, man, I hate it. It gives me a headache every time. You ever stare into one of those things and just next thing you know, you wake up a day later? No. Okay. Well, let me tell you right now. You ever go out to one of them wind farms? You don't... They don't tell you this. You don't look at them. Don't look, do not look right at the blades. You can watch them spin, but if you look in that, that center spiral point of the, of the blade, you'll get out, you'll, it'll put you to, it'll put you down. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, um, yeah. What were you, what were you talking about? I'm sorry, what were you talking about again? I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, oh, no, I got off right. on a tangent um, there because I come out here and it's like, so I only got a couple minutes sometimes before that wind tripping starts happening again. And 
So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry about that. All right. So, um, you had contacted us regarding um, a possibly an order or something with your account. That was an idea. Did you hear that? Did you hear that just now? Hello? No. That sounded like, Hello? Yeah, it sounded like a song, but I could... I don't, man, I don't know what that was. Some kind of like song or something. Like a snare drum? You hearing that snare drum? No. Not at the moment. Okay. Uh, this is an old Civil War battleground, so I think sometimes what these wind farms did is they're stirring up ghosts. Oh. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, I'm not sure. You're not? Okay, well, at least that, that's good. That's a good place to be. I mean, I heard people say categorically deny them, and I'm like, well, you know, I wouldn't say that so quick because you never know what's going to happen to you. And I like that you're on the fence there. That's a good place to be in all things. Because I, I, he who knows what he does not know knows the most. Have you heard that before? I have not. Okay. Well, I mean, when I say he, I meant like people, because that's an old mm-hmm. thing. People used to not be very good at making things uh, non. They didn't. Everything had a gender. Mm-hmm. That's like French. You know that in French. Oh. The fr- oh yeah. The I French language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned this recently. The French language. Every single item, every single noun, and whatnot, they all have a, a gender. So you pick up a comb, you pick up a comb, it's like Miss Comb. Or you got, let's say you go to the fridge for some milk, it's like Miss, Mr. Milk. Everything's Miss and Mr. And some things are Misses. That's the thing that gets me, I, that's almost got me to quit class, is that whole Misses thing. Because how am I to know if a scissors is, is a Miss or a Misses? You know what I mean? You ever spoken yeah. that French? No, I have not. Oh, what about Spanish? I believe that's similar. Um, uh, no, I never took that either. Latin? Uh, no, I was in German. Oh, German. Is that the case with German? But it, it is. It it's is. So they have, a, they have a thing. Mm-hmm. Why don't you, can you give me one, like an example? I just, I just don't know much about uh, it. Well, that was quite a while ago. Oh, really? I'm not sure I really remember it well. How long ago are we talking about here? Ten years? Nineteen? Eight. Somewhere around ten. Ten years, yeah. That stuff goes away from you. It just it leaves like a it leaves like a shoe in the in the shoe in the night. You know what I mean? You ever heard that before? Yep. Have you had that happen to you? No. Oh well, I have. This is I don't know if this is me or a ghost or whatnot, but a lot of times I'll wake up and I'll be like, I got one shoe, where's the other? And I tell you what, I tell you what, one thing is not good for is a shoe alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're lucky that I don't suppose it'll be hitting you just yet, but there'll be a point in time when you'll when you get get on in years, you'll find that uh, your shoes will go go disappearing on you. You find them like under some dirt later on, or like with a bunch of carrots in them. You know, they got these fools put putting carrots in shoes, and I think that's probably my nephew though. He's a little carrot fool. Um, mm-hmm. Oh. Are you there? Hello. Yeah. Hello. I, I heard. I, I heard you a long time ago. I just heard like a like a like a sort of a scary, spooky sound there coming through. Mhm. All right. So, do you have an account? 
yeah. Steve Jobs. That's his name. He was the head mm-hmm. of that whole business. Did you hear about this guy? Um, occasionally. I'm not a big news person. Right. Well, I, well, I got to tell you this right now. He, I read this, that he used to wear, he had somebody design some clothes for him, and he wore the <clears> same <throat> thing every day. Did you hear about this? Uh-uh. He would wear, he had this same thing every single day. Same jeans, hmm. same black t-shirt. That's all he would wear. And what he would do is he wouldn't even wear shoes. He wouldn't wear underwear. It came down to it where he all he had was his pair of jeans. That was all he had. Mm-hmm. And he'd wear that every day. And they say he's a genius because of it. Because he was able to save time. Other people fooling around messing. Oh, what am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? What am I going to wear today? What am I going to wear? Should I wear this shirt? Should I wear a big shirt? Should I wear a little one? Should I wear a pink one? Should I wear a brown one? Should I wear a striped one? Should I wear a short sleeve, long sleeve, hooded, non-hooded, zip up, button up, all that, throw up, you know what I mean? Pockets, no pockets. One pocket on the chest, one pocket on the other side of the chest. No pockets. Right? You know, think about how much time you spend. Then that's just the shirt. Pants or shorts, zips or buttons, belt, no belt. Is this going to fit me today because of what I ate the night before? You got socks, long socks, short socks, colored socks, wool socks, cotton socks. All these different items. And you got shoes. Oh, man. I've seen I've seen lady, lady closet who had nothing but shoes in one closet. And I'm talking about... You could wear a different pair of shoes every day of your life, and you wouldn't have worn all these shoes. You could live for a thousand years with these shoes. And that's how many choices she's got. So think about that whole rundown. We haven't even talked about underwear, but we won't. I'll spare you. Now, this guy, this Steve Jobs guy, saved this time by... He saved... They calculated in this article that he saved a thousand minutes every day just by... Not something like that. Some a thousand minutes every so often by just not mm-hmm. having to think about what to wear. Well, that's one way to do it. So, do you do you think you'd you ever want to do that? Do you think you'd ever do that? Uh, no, probably not. Why not? Um, well, I like variety. You like see? You know um, what? The, you know what? You've heard this right. Variety is the blank of life. Fill it in. <laughs> Spice. Spice, so, that's right. Wanna- the spice must flow, as they say. It must flow. Um, I did something the other day. I don't I don't I can't tell my friends about this because they'll think I'm some sort of dippy hippie, ding dong, woohoo, ha ha, gonna go off and puff a Peter behind a barn, you know what I mean? But I saw this big ass white pine and I was like, man, that, I hadn't noticed that before because of how his brambles around the base. I went up to that base of that trunk and I I was all by my lonesome. I wrapped my hands around that trunk and I gave it a squeeze. And I tell you, if, if it didn't squeeze me back in a way that was like the earth, you know, I felt that for just a second. It was like a church pipe, like boop. You know what I mean? You ever you ever so done that am, before? Am I able? No, I have not. Am I am I able to help you uh, with count today? I don't really know. I don't know right now. I don't. don't I don't really know. I'm not really quite sure about about that right now. Okay, well, if you want to think about it, and then when you've decided, go ahead and give us a call back. 
Oh man, I got a headache. Okay, I'll do that. Hello? Okay. I'm going to do that. Oh wow. Don't look at the sun right now, that's for sure. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. You have a good day. You too. Good up. All right. Great. Keep it on. Have a wonderful All right. All right. Keep keep have you too. a wonderful night. All right. Gra- bye. All right. Good deal. Hold on. Well, one more thing, though. Mm hmm. I just want to. That sounds. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Sorry. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Take. You have a good one now. You too. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. I'll, 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 we'll get back into it here. We'll, we'll dip it back in, all right? You think, yes. you think we're good for now? We're, are we good, do you think? We are, yeah. So, every, and, and once you've decided, you, once you've decided, you can give us a call back, okay? Okay, that sounds great. All right, thank you. Good luck to you. Mm-hmm, bye-bye. Keep good, you got it. Don't worry about a thing. Mm-hmm. It's, you got, just what I'm, what I'm saying here is you just gotta keep, uh, stay level-headed. I know it can be hard, okay? Okay, thank you. Don't sweat the small stuff is what they say. Except exercise, sweating is good. That's a different thing. I think that's more like a literal thing, but yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, good on you. All right. All right. Have a have a good uh, good time and uh, rest of your day. You too. Look out for uh, any kind of broken glass. That can be sometimes where you least expect it. Mm-hmm. Glass and also, uh, you know, black ice. It's, that's going to be coming around the corner here in about two or three months. You got to look out for that. Yeah. Sometimes it catches you off guard and you're just going along on the road. And next thing you know, you're in the ditch. All right. All right. Well, um, Sorry, go. I interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, we will speak with you later. That sounds great. Uh, All right. Stay lucky and uh, keep your chin up. Okay. Great. Hope you. Uh, hope you find what you're looking for. All right. Don't look too hard now, because sometimes the thing you're looking for is you find the opposite of the thing. You know, sometimes. Uh, when you least expect it, that's when you find what you were looking for when you, you stop looking for the thing, the very thing. It's like, uh, yeah, you know what I mean, right? All right. All right, great. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind best you can. And, uh, yeah, sounds real good. Yes, I do need to um, go ahead and uh, take the next call. So okay. Go- you don't mind. All right. Go ahead. I'll... Uh, go ahead and hop on it and let it rip. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Best of luck. Just make sure you, uh, just, when you, when you think about it, make sure you, you got to get a, plenty of vitamins, too. Uh, sure. If you wouldn't mind disconnecting the call for me. Oh, I don't, I can't do that. That that's why I was. Well, I'm always waiting here. My phone doesn't do that. It's, oh, your phone's not able to hang up. No, it's got. I got this little. Uh, it's, it's cracked, and my thumb is too swollen up to push the button. So I just have to wait. I can dial, but the other button doesn't work. 
It's a it's a crappy phone. I admit it. I'm embarrassed. All right. Well, um, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, disconnect the call then. Okay. Ready? Should we count down? Let's do it. Five, four. I can't hear you. Are you with me? Three. So, okay. Start with five again. Ready? Five, four. I'll go on your count. No. Can you can you go with me? Otherwise, I just I don't know what I'll do. Okay. Ready? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ready. Right. Then we'll say five. Ready? Five, Five, four, four, three, two, one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Did you do it? I... Hello? Recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.